Hello, and welcome to the Jubilee Church Podcast. Jubilee Church exists to help all people know God, find family, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you would like to learn more or connect with us, please visit our website at jubileestl.org. In 1996, my parents got me this, uh, I guess, burgundy. My wife always challenges me on my color choices of, well, anyway, but I think it was burgundy. And so it was this leather-bound Bible that they got me with my name on. They got it for me for Christmas um, in hopes that I would read it. Unfortunately for them, I, I did not read it. I was, they were trying to do anything. I was not tracking with God. They were trying to do anything they could to, to get in the way, get, to get God in the way, to get something in the way, to move me in that direction. And they, I'm sure they did a lot more than that. I, I wouldn't read that until a couple years later, March 1998, and I opened the box, I opened the plastic, you know, and... and, and read the Bible, and that's a whole story in itself, but it made a massive impact on my life, huge impact on my life. In fact, that's, old, that's why I'm here today. And, but I, I was thinking about like, what my parents might have been thinking as they were, they were doing all these things and giving me this Bible, like, thinking, like, does this matter? Am I, what am I doing? Is it, is it making a difference? Is it mattering? I don't see the impact. Uh, but man, did it have an impact. In today's message, I want to plant one big idea in your mind that I hope overtakes uh, your soul overtakes uh, that's so deep in your spirit, and this is it, that you have no idea how God might use you. You have no idea how, my, how God might use you. One act of service, one word of encouragement, one act of generosity, one season, one week, or even a moment of prayer, the difference that that can make. You have no idea how God might use you. And I want to take you to a place uh, take you to a scripture, First Thessalonians, uh, in the New Testament, and we'll be in the third chapter. And I want to give you some context. Uh, Paul planted this church in Thessalonica. It was a major city. In fact, one of Paul's church planting strategies was go to the major cities. He figured if you can go there, it'll spread from there. And, and Thessalonica was one of those cities that had a harbor uh, that, that helped uh, travel go from east to west. And so he went there. He, he preached for three consecutive Sabbaths. And uh, many people came to faith. In fact, so much so that the Jews like kicked him out. Like, you got to get out of here. You're causing too much trouble. And then he went away, I'm sure, wondering, did it matter? Did, did it bear any fruit? I, I went and did a bunch of things. I risked my life. And, but man, is there still a church there? What's going on? What's, what's happening? Maybe some of you feel that way. Like, you know, you're going to church. You're doing certain things. You're serving. You're giving. You're loving. You're in group. You're doing. It's like, is this actually making a difference? Well, Paul got a great report back. He was encouraged to find out that the seeds that were sown uh, did matter, and and the work there continued to advance and multiply. In fact, well beyond what he would have expected or uh, maybe even imagined. And this letter was written to both celebrate and encourage the church to press on, which is what I want to do today. I want to encourage you. You're going to be encouraged today. You guys ready to be encouraged? All right. Buy a t-shirt. 1 Thessalonians 3, 7. So we have... Once a salesman, always a salesman. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering. So there's having a difficult time here. Anybody having a difficult time? Anybody struggling? Anybody experiencing some suffering? Because you have remained strong in your faith, it gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. How many, standing firm in the Lord, how many here know 
that it is super, super encouraging when you look to your left or you look to your right and you see someone in the midst of suffering standing firm in the Lord. Isn't that an encouraging thing? Well, that was going on here. And then in verse 9, here's the, here's the big idea. How we thank God for you. And then here it is. Because of you. It's the title of my sermon today. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Let me just say on behalf of all the elders that because of you, we have great joy as we gather here this morning. Because of the fruit of your giving, your loving, your encouragement, your prayer, all the things that you do, all the things that you may not think even matters. I am telling you, it matters and it is, it is creating a harvest of joy. And I want to speak this over to you because what we hear affects what we expect. The way our brains work, that if what you hear on a, on a regular basis affects what you come to expect in life and think. And in fact, I'm going to do something. This may not work. I just thought of it this morning. Can I get everybody to close their eyes for a second? Um, and I'd grab a hold of your purse. We let anybody in here. So it's it, come on, come all. So um, but I'm going to say something, and you're going to think of an image. So everyone close your eyes. you got to do that, please. Um, I'm going to say something, and you're going to think of an image. You guys ready? OK, here we go. can't believe I'm doing this. OK, now you can open your eyes. For those who haven't left yet. Um, now be honest. Raise your hand. How many of you thought of a dog? Even though you knew it was me doing it. You still thought of a dog. Isn't that something? What you hear every day, what you hear every day, what goes in, what you hear every day is what you come to expect. And I'm just saying it's so important. It's so important that you regularly hear what's happening in and through what we are doing here. If he, uh, Hebrews says that to consider how you could stir each other's faith up. That things are happening and, and, and you're, you're being lied to constantly. That your life doesn't matter. That you're not good enough. That, oh, don't, don't worry about that. You know, that, that's, you know, like, and so we, we constantly fight this lie that what we do doesn't make a difference. Um, I just want you to know that you are God's ambassador that you are a bright and shining light in a dark world. You are marked. You are chosen. You are called. He filled you with the same power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. You are, you are not who people say you are. You are on assignment. You are on mission. You have uh, good works to do. And your life is destined to make an eternal difference. Hebrew, uh, Galatians says that if we do not grow weary in well-doing, we will reap a harvest. That is what the Bible, you need to come to expect that God is going to do great things because he has loved you unconditionally. That love flows through you to other people. God loves other people through people. He loves other people through people. He loves other people through you. And you have no idea how God might use you and is using you and will use you. One word of encouragement, one act of service, uh, one gift of generosity can change someone's life forever. And people are praising God because of it. And I want us to not just, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to show you some things that, that, to celebrate what's happened. But I want us to have full of faith for what God will do. Um, 
Paul says to another church in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, he says, now to him who is what? What's that say? Able to do what? Immeasurably more than what? All that we could ask or imagine. He didn't give an amount, didn't give an event, didn't give an action. He just says that he, that is God, is able to do not just more. He is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're hoping for, whatever you're praying for, I want you to know, I want to declare to you that God can do more than that, and God will do more than that. Um, My daughter, Ella, is 17, but when she was six, we had this legendary date. Um, I, I... Josie was one years old, and I wanted to make a, a night special, so I took her out to uh, Bailey's Chocolate Bar. If you're new to St. Louis area, best in the city by far, legendary chocolate desserts, and I wanted this to be memorable, so I was going to be the yes dad. It's one of the ways um, my wife encourages me, be the yes dad, because when it comes to like desserts or donuts or pancakes, my kid's mindset is it's not my job to say when I should stop. It's that's what mom and dad's job are. Like, I, we're just going to keep we're just going to keep taking until they say no. Well, I said on this night, I'm like, OK, it's on. Like you just you just whatever you want, you can have. And so when it came time for dessert, you know, there's like, you know, she's six years old. There's like the little kid dessert. And then there's the, the bigger, um, you know, one for grownups. And then and then there's like, you know, the double one or the tri- you know, like the one for four. And she's thinking like, you know, which one could I get? I'm like, baby, you can get whatever you want. It's yes. To, you can get whatever you want. Uh, I'm a grown man. I've got a full time job. I will make it rain chocolate if you want me to. <laughs> and so we went for it. And, and now uh, you're going to have to pay attention to the subtitles. I was using I was just an iPhone one back then. So it's not the best quality. But let me show you this video and show you the result of that video of that time. All right. My daughter Ella, she's a good sport. Here's what Ella learned that night. She learned that her ability, my ability to give was much bigger than her ability to ask. God wants you to know that his ability, his capacity to work in and through you is way bigger than your capacity to ask and even imagine. It is so important for your life and your purpose and your meaning and your sense of I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, that you look forward with great, great expectation of what God would do in and through your life, because it is according to your power. Again, when I was in college, and man, I just had no, I had no thoughts of the church. I had no respect for the church. Uh, my, my dreams are centered around me and what I wanted, which, you know, the cultural ideals of money and all 
what comes with that. But I got lit up by the vision of the church, and I started dreaming about lives being changed, and the poor being fed, and marriages being restored, and churches being planted, and, and, and salvation coming to millions, because this isn't about me. This is about what God wants to do through me. It's not according to my might. Uh, it's according to his power that we have this expectation. That's why we love to gather to pray and to, to Man, I have these dreams and thoughts. I don't know what to do with them because I don't see an obvious thing to do in front of me. I just got to pray, God, would you do this big thing that you're doing, that you're putting in my heart? And I want to encourage you to contend for that, to live that way, to, to, to have this expectation that his ability to do is way, way bigger than my ability to ask. And we are seeing some great things. So I just want to celebrate with you the things that God is doing amongst us, both locally, nationally, internationally. Um, Man, the pandemic has uh, been tough, uh, but we're, we're even in the midst of this. We're we're seeing the church grow. We're uh, if you're new to us, we are we have four different locations with five different services. Uh, we're a little over 1,200 people total. Now attendance patterns are all over the place. So, man, I never see someone twice, and so I mean not twice in where because it's you know it's just everyone's you know it's just different now. And so, but we've got. Uh, that many people. We've, ha- we've seen uh, f- 150 people uh, be added to the church through the pandemic. Uh, 50 people have gone through something we call the growth track, uh, which is a three-step process where they learn how they can uh, help others know God, find family, discover purpose, and make a difference. 50 people have completed that and say, hey, I want to be in on this. Uh, that's, about, that's who's joined uh, Team Jubilee, but what about Team Jesus? Well, again, it, when the pandemic hit, it was tough. But just even the last six months alone, we've seen 33 people uh, baptized. And that just is like a statistic. Um, and, and, but I want to show you a, a story of, a, of an individual. Actually, uh, it was a story of Enoch that happened here last week. Let me show you this, and we'll come back. On July 9th, I was mowing in the backyard. I slipped and my left foot went under the lawnmower. A third of my foot, including a big toe, was cut off. I spent the next couple of weeks in the hospital recuperating and had two surgeries done to repair the damage. While in the hospital, I started to think that maybe my accident was meant to be. It was something that God had allowed to happen in my life for me to look towards him. I felt like God had saved my life and I needed to change. Before all this happened, I felt pretty sad and empty and gave in to the devil a lot. I tried to fill the emptiness, but nothing really helped. In early August, I was back home from the hospital. One night, really late, I started to ask my mom questions about God and baptism. She and I talked about what baptism in Christ really meant and how God wanted me to love Him. But that, I had to make the decision to love Him. We prayed together and I accepted Jesus into my heart. Now I still have bad days and I don't feel hopelessness. I'm still learning about God and all the ways that I need to trust Him and let Him take over my life. My attitude has changed and I smile a lot more now. 
the other night I heard a Bible verse that meant a lot to me. Isaiah 43:2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame not, shall not consume you. This means to me that when we follow God and have the Holy Spirit, the devil can't mess with us. Enoch, do you believe in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Right. Baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And raise in a new life in Jesus. Isn't that awesome? It's all good. Uh, I love too what's happening in our in our youth. Um, man, if you have youth, you need to get them to our environments. And you heard earlier that uh, yeah, earlier that we have an event coming up um, this, sun, this Saturday. Uh, encounter. encounter, there we go. Thank you for filling in the gap. Speaking of gap, we're, we're launching something next year called a gap year program as well, which is really to help uh, seniors, those graduating high school, to take that next step before they get to college, before they get into work world, to really prepare them uh, to put in strong, it's a full-time program, strong theological foundations, strong um, biblical foundations, strong missional foundations to help prepare them. And so if you are a junior, or excuse me, a senior in high school, or even, even a few years older, that is going to be an outstanding thing, and that you'll get more information about that. That's launching next fall. Uh, after I showed this video in the, in the city location, um, this morning, someone came texted me and was like, man, I remember Enoch. I remember uh, teaching him and J-Kids. And I just want to say, like, this, this is something that we're all involved in. Like, I think especially for those who serve in J-Kids, it's like the biggest, you're the ones that maybe question that the most. Like, and what do I do really matter? Like, is it actually making a difference? Um, Kate Nigger, uh, who's a mom and uh, a J-Kids teacher, uh, she was communicating how, like, she, she has this thought, like, is it making a difference? You know, you go and you, you teach and, you know, they're not even paying attention. They're running for the snacks and what, what's happening? What's going on? And well, uh, little Hazel yells out, uh, I think this is a couple weeks ago, hey, mom, God always keeps his promises, which was the lesson that they learned that day. And we just have so much faith and we, that's why we want to invest so much in J-Kids, invest so much in, in youth is because... Man, this is it's a way that we can make a, a massive, massive impact. It's the next generation. Um, Luke Regal recently, who's 10, said it as baptism, which was glorious. He says he wants to encourage his friends any way he can to trust Jesus. And it's like, man, it's making an impact. We don't always see it. Uh, and you don't always see it minute by minute. If you're back there in the J-Kid, you're wondering, like, is this working? Is this working? And you're, you're not seeing anything, or you, you may be listening to different voices. I just want you to know it is making a difference. People are praising God because of, because of you, because of what you do. And it's not just in our church, uh, but in our region, in St. Louis, we are uh, ministering to all different kinds of needs outside of us. We're going to celebrate 25 years as a church. And because we have this kind of longevity uh, in the city and, and, and meeting other churches and, 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 and growing and gathering uh, resources and things like that, we're either able to bless other church plants outside of us. And so we're blessing 
uh, church plants that are not connected to Jubilee, not connected uh, to Confluence, but just like, man, we love our city and, and we see that you're doing something that we're not able to do. So we want to get behind you and bless this and, and help uh, young planters, uh, ministries on campus, ministries uh, in students in the inner city. Um, some of you, um, if you were here last year, you know, hearing Darren Young and just the impact that he's able to have on these uh, young people in the city, uh, often having no mentors, no direction, and, and he's right in there. And we're able to help them because of you. And so you're making a difference there. Um, been able to give to groups like Oasis, helping uh, Afghan refugees uh, come uh, into uh, our city and welcome them with the love of Jesus. I was coming home from the airport in September, and my Uber driver was from Afghanistan, Moed. And he was, I, you know, let him, you know, having the conversation. He found out I was a Christian. He's like, oh, do you know Oasis? He just connected it really quickly. He's like, oh, do you know Oasis? You know, Jesus, Oasis. And um, he's like, oh, yeah. They, I was like, how do you know him? He's like, well, they helped me. They helped me come over here and they're helping my family come over here. And this is what this is what he experienced. Now, I wish I could say, oh, yeah, on the spot, you know, he became a Christian. But here's what happened. That our we do, we do invite people into that, but our job isn't to like make people become Christians. Our job isn't to convert people. Our job is to be a witness to the love of Jesus. We are witnesses. We're not defense attorneys. We're not prosecuting attorneys. Like we, we just, hey, this is what Jesus has done in my life. And here's the good news. Through you, because of you, there are Afghan families who have experienced the love of Jesus through people who follow Jesus, which doesn't always happen, but it's happening because of you. It's ha we're seeing this in um, our church plants through Confluence. Um, there's many of them. I'll mention a few. San Francisco Sanctuary Church, Tom, Josie, Poppy, Lily, Daisy, leaving their comfortable home in the UK. He had a, I mean, for the UK, had a, a sizable church and, you know, comfortable little town and place, and they moved to the big, bold city of, of San Francisco, seeking to love them. And we've been able to um, uh, pour thousands of dollars to help them get started. It's a very expensive city, very difficult city. They live right in the heart, meet, meeting those needs. Uh, to people like Andrew, who's a young, ambitious professional who wants his life to count. People like Martin, an 81-year-old gay man whose partner was murdered and trying to make sense of life. They are seeking to meet these needs and share the gospel with them. Our church in Brooklyn, Christ Central, they launched a couple Sundays back with 80 people uh, in this great city of New York. And uh, one of those guys, his name is Paul, who's never stepped foot in a church except like in a wedding or a funeral. But his, one of his best friends recently was diagnosed with cancer. And so like he's looking for answers. And so they have got invited in and now they're they're talking with Paul and helping them understand uh, the gospel. You guys know about uh, Dylan, Rebecca, for those who've been around a while, we a couple years ago, along with some other people and, and a bunch of money, uh, sent them to Kansas City to start King's Church. And I just encourage you to go follow their Instagram uh, and like they've got baptism stories as well. And just people coming to faith. Here's why. Because of you. It's not all because of us, and it's not even us. Like, oh, yeah, aren't we something? It's God through us, his power. He is so intent on using you and I to do his purposes. He loves people. He uses people to love people. And because of you, people, churches like San Francisco and, and places like Brooklyn and Kansas City are happening. And it's not just that. It's internationally. 
Um, uh, in Myanmar, uh, we, one of our church planners there, James, there's a lot of unrest there, a lot of political unrest, and as hard as hit as we've been by COVID, places like this uh, have been hit even that much harder. We're working in a lot of different countries, but um, this one, James, he moved to a city called Kale, and uh, he gathered with a, a few families uh, six months ago, and now they have, they're gathering 70 people, two Buddhist families, and I've come to faith in this six months, and 15 people are ready to be baptized. And this little plant, uh, they're translating uh, materials into Burmese, taking people through it, running people through leadership courses to, to send out more plants. And this is because of you in part. I know it's crazy. Like, you just think like, oh, man, I'm just going to church. I'm just like, you know, checking kids in. I'm just doing this. I'm just you know, greeting, I'm just giving a few dollars, I'm just going to group. No, 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 you are just changing lives. You're not just doing anything. Big things are happening because of you. And there's not one part that's more important than another or inferior to the other. I know it's hard for us, but this is what God says, all parts working together. And because we're working together, we're able to do this. Strength here means strength other places. Anytime you add strength here, you're adding strength all over the world. Because we're not content just to hold on to it. We, I don't know, I probably should look up this number. We probably give away a little over $200,000 every year outside of us to, to help other people, to see it, to bless other churches. And it's cool to be a part of places like Nepal, helping to build a building there. They're more than just church buildings. They're becoming centers of food distribution and even emergency shelters when the floods come. Um, I should, probably shouldn't be standing here, but I am. Uh, and helping to plant, a, a plant, not plant, train other pastors as well. There's a training event coming up that we've been able to, because of you and because of your generosity, been helping to uh, train up 75 pastors in the west of Nepal, which is actually getting into Bangladesh and India. And here's the best part. It's like, God wants to do more. That's like, I mean, so all of this, I mean, it's just, he just wants to do more. Here's my question. Are you ready for him to do more? Are, are you ready for him to do more? Yes. He wants to use you. He won't make you, but he wants to use you. And that's where Paul goes. I'm going to end with a few more thoughts from Paul. Um, and then we're going to stand and worship our great God because he is so worthy Verse 10, he says, night and day, we pray earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. You guys are amazing, but do you know that there's something lacking in your faith? You know there's something lacking in my faith? So we need to see each other. Now, may, may our God and Father himself and Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. It's important that we clear the way to be with each other. And it's one way that we can continue this on. This is one of the ways that we can, we can um, facilitate what God wants to do. One of the things is there's something lacking in our faith because of what we hear and what we expect. I mean, you thought I was a dog. So like, I mean, like there's something lacking. Like we need to, so we need to be together. We need to be together in group. We need to be together on Sunday. We need to be together as much as we possibly can to encourage each other to, to supply what is lacking in our faith. And he says, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as our does for you. So that's what we want. 
Like we're not content, like as an individually and as a church, we're not content with what's happened because we want our love to continue to increase. I mean, if I went back at our history and say, okay, this is how we started and this is how we were loving people. And now this is how we are loving people. You could see like, oh, that's increasing. It's, it's growing, it's moving. And that's what I expect 10 years from now and 20 years from now, we will look back and see, see how our love has increased. We want it to increase. If you, if you want to be a part of Julie Church, know that we are going to spur you on for love to increase. We want it to, we're not content with the way we love each other. We want to love each other better. We want to love each other more. And we want to love our city better and more. We want to love our world better and more. We want more. Which in that means, guess what? We're not perfect. So let me just speak to those who expect to come into a place and experience love perfectly. It's not going to happen because we're not there yet. We need it to increase. It's one of the sometimes disheartening things is like, you know, like you're, you're wanting to love people. You're trying to love people. And then it's, well, it's not good enough. Well, hey, we're, we're trying. We're, we're increasing. It's going to happen. But notice this. Notice this, because I know a lot of people um, want, are, genuinely want to know, God, how do I become more like you? How do I become the holy person I need to be? He says, may he strengthen your heart so that you may be blameless and holy in the presence of, God, of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. I want you to notice the connection between love and holiness. Love is the essence of holiness. Love is how we become like Jesus. Jesus made it so simple. How do, I, how do I fulfill all of what God wants for me? Well, there's two things you need to do. You need to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the thing is you need to love your neighbor as you love yourself. This new command I give to you that you would love one another as I have loved you. May your love increase, may it increase, may it increase, may it increase. And here's the thing. This is how you become holy. It's how you become like him. We want to grow in becoming like him. Love of, is not theoretical. It's not a feeling. It's an action. And we want to continue over and over in the scripture. We're continue to love each other and love others. Hebrews, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality strangers. So love each other, love others. We want to continue in our love for each other. If we get anything right as we move forward, may we get love right. First of all, knowing, knowing that we are loved. That is the gospel. The gospel is that he first loved us. That's why Jude was so, in the midst of chaos, great little book, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of people falling away, he's like, this is the most important thing. Beloved, keep yourself in the love of God. Receiving his love knowing that you're loved, having that play over and over. You are loved. You are loved. He loves us. Paul, before he got into the more you can imagine part, said, here's what I really need you to know. I need you to know the height, the width, the length, the depth of his love for you. And then as, as you're convinced of his love, it moves out and love other people. And then we give away our time. We give our time to other people. So yeah, yeah, we, 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 we make space for group. We make 
space for gathering. We make space for serving. Because this is what love does. This is how we know that we are growing in what it means to be like Christ. This is how we are holy. This is how we are set apart. We, we love each other. We make space for each other. We, 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 we use our gifts and abilities. We, we serve. We use our money. We give our money away. So that people, so those stories, the, the life change. If you don't remind yourself of that, if you don't stay in that mode, like, man, this is what God's doing. You'll just, you'll lose sight. You'll, you'll lose expectation. And you give up. But the right, Paul says to the Galatians, if you do not grow weary in doing good, you will reap a harvest. That's what God wants to do. He wants to strengthen you with his love so that we can go out and keep loving people. Why don't we stand? God, I thank you for the love that you poured out on us. So unexpected is your love. God, I just pray for a fresh revelation right now from our brothers and sisters, how much you love them. How much you want to use them. God, you use people to love people. We thank you for what you've done in and through us. But God, we know that you want to do immeasurably more than we could ever think or imagine. So we do pray that love would increase. God, we pray against just dead works and striving and legalism, trying to prove ourselves. You've already proven us. But God, may we be free, actually free from ourselves so that we can begin to lay down our lives for others so that we continue to see you change people's lives. We, we thank you for all the life change. We thank you for every everyone, every name, every person. Lord, we have no idea. I, I know we're going to get in heaven. We're going to be like, oh, it's even better than I thought. I didn't realize. It's what you do. Thank you. Thank you for including us.